This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shirts for the Scene. Head over to thepopgoproject.com and you can purchase your favorite band t-shirt today. We are raising money for the local artist in Northeastern Pennsylvania whose income was drastically affected by COVID-19 in 2020. And although we're in a new year, bands will continue to struggle to perform like they once did. So grab a shirt, support a band. The proceeds of each sale go right to the bands whose shirt you are buying. Once again, head over to thepopgoproject.com and grab your shirt today. Shirts for the Scene is made possible by Axelrad Screen Printing. Visit them today at axelradarmy.com. My guest today spent a combined seven years at The Weekender serving as an intern, staff writer, and eventually editor. For those of you who don't know, The Weekender back in the day was the Bible when it came to arts and entertainment in northeastern Pennsylvania. We talk about how she entered as an intern, what it meant to her being hired full-time, interviewing famous people, meeting her husband, and her current job working as the digital news editor for the New York Post. It makes me so happy seeing this next guest fulfill her dreams and be so happy in life. This is The Weekender Files. Welcome to the show, Nikki M. mascali Morty. Hello, 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 hello. With Nikki M. Mascali Rorty. The one and only. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, of course. Weekender Files. Yeah. I I forget what number this is now. It's been a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of lumped it all into the whole thing that I'm doing. So I I didn't number them separately, but whatever. It's all good. (laughs) I hope you're drinking. Would I ever do anything weekender related without a goddamn drink in hand? <laughs> you know, I didn't want to drink tonight. I did not want to drink. And I said, I have to because of what you just said. I mean, the... <laughs> <laughs> yes, the oh, memories cheers. that I do recall. <laughs> cheers, cheers to you. <laughs> yes. Well, it's great seeing you. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's unfortunately over the internet, but uh, I have not seen you. Oh, Since my gosh. 2012. <laughs> Probably since 2012. Yeah. So it's been nine years, right? Jesus. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Where does the time go? So Nikki um, was uh, a member of the Weekender. She was an intern in 2005. Yep. The she, oldest intern. The oldest intern. I'm so proud of that. I don't know why, but I'm so goddamn proud of that. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Take what you have and hold on to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was hired full-time in 2006. Yep. And then she was promoted to editor in 2011. Yes, yes, I was. So so Nikki had quite the career. I guess, I mean, you were, you weren't one of the short timers like a lot of them were. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Including internship, you were a full seven years. So that's great. I'm a long hauler. Like I I stick with it. (laughs) I mean, if I had my way, I'd probably be there today. You know, like I'd probably still, you know, be there. But uh, things change, uh, obviously, for the better. And, you're in a much better place now and we're going to get into that. But um, what have you been up to? I mean, like I said, I have not seen you in yeah. ages. Yeah. Um, well, I moved uh, when I left the weekender, I moved to New York city in 2012 with my now husband um, who I just celebrated my 11th anniversary with um, together. I know, like, remember, like I remember when we first started dating, everybody was like, what's going on? Oh my God. Who is this? Who is this guy you're talking to? And it was like such a scandal. <laughs> But I, I feel like it. you left, you kept it a secret. 
We kind of did. Yeah. Like we were kind of just like, I don't know, like we kind of like wanted to just keep it on the DL for a little while and just see how it was. Cause we were both like kind of older and we both just kind of wanted to, you know, make sure it was like a good thing. And it was from day one. So we've been married for two years now and we have a dog. <laughs> Life's pretty good. Except right now you have a dog and they want to be outside in the yes. uh, two feet yes. of snow, right? Yeah. He had me up to my waist today in snow drifts and it was not fun. <laughs> what part of New York City are you in? I live, I'm so glad you asked because I love talking about it. Um, I live on this, I know, <laughs> bobble. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of bobbling, I feel, <laughs> the deeper I get in my drink. <laughs> um, but we live in this awesome place called Roosevelt Island, um, and it's this little island in the middle of New York City, literally in the East River between Manhattan and Queens. Um, we moved here back in 2018 when my stepdaughter moved out to go to college, and she lives a mile away from us in Astoria, but we just love this place. And it was actually, it's actually been the best place in the world to go through the pandemic, because back in like the 1800s, they made this island be where everybody kind of like people with smallpox and like criminals and whores and like all of these people kind of like came to this island and like crazy people. Like it was it was the first lunatic asylum, their words, not mine. Um, the first lunatic asylum in the state was on this island because they wanted to keep everybody like away from these crazies and these sickos and, you know, these just criminals and stuff. And it just turned residential in the 1970s. And we found out about it and we moved here as soon as we saw like an apartment, we were like, Oh my God, we have to live here. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of history. It's really cool. And there's a lot less people than like in regular neighborhoods in the city because it's not that easy to get to. So it's kind of like, we could see the city. We're in the city. We're a minute from the city, but we're not in the like crazy yeah, I mean, I've I've been talking a lot with people. I, I don't know when and if New York City bounces back. I mean, you know, everyone says, you know, New York City with their resilient blah, blah, blah. But like, <laughs> there's just so many things about it. I mean, you know, we're, we're forced to have like started to learn and, and businesses started to, you know, open up the idea of remote uh, work. And yeah, um, I don't know, people are running scared. Yeah, I mean, it's been like, luckily, you know, <laughs> there's been very few things that over the years that I've thought like, oh, I'm, I'm in a blessed kind of in industry, like, because journalism does suck on occasion, you know, like, there's a lot of layoffs, there's a lot of papers and sites dying and stuff. I've worked at several publications that closed and just kind of shuttered their doors and stuff. But this has been a really good time to be a journalist because we were able to just go remote, like you didn't have to be in an office, which is what I, I never want to be in an office. Like I love being home. Like <laughs> I love it. Like, so this past year I've been remote since March 30, March 11th of 2020. And it's just like, I love it because we still contact each other via Slack and all this stuff, but you know, it's just, I like being home. I'm a homebody. I'm old. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always thought that I'd like to work from home, but <clears throat> then I started working from home and maybe if it was just me at home, it'd be one thing, but you have you know, a my wife kid, was working. So. Yeah, I have a <laughs> three-year-old now and at the time he was two. So it was just like trying to do work and make sure he didn't die was just like right, not ideal. Yeah. No, I can imagine. <laughs> and like my wife was going to work every other day because she's a pharmacist in, right. in the healthcare system. So 
um, she was still going to work at a time. So like when she was home, it was kind of more manageable because we were both home. We were both able to kind of like, you know, right. split the day, so to speak. But when it was just me by myself, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine little, yeah. little kids. No. So plus, I mean, plus I like, I mean, I love the fact that we can work remotely, but I also like, I like going to, to an office. I yeah. like, I like the interaction between uh, coworkers and clients and things like that. So I don't know, right. I, you know, it's, it's I do miss like aspects of it like that. Like I, I do, I do, especially cause like, I know we'll get into this later, but um, you know, just the camaraderie that I had with my coworkers um, just, I, I loved that. Cause we get along, like it was the first place since the weekender that I felt like I was part of a family. Like we really just have this great little group of people at this job and we just like, I just, I love it and I do miss them, but I not as much as I like being home. <laughs> Home is nice. I mean, I don't know what your commute looks like. You said you were a minute from the, the city, but uh, and I know people were spending hours on oh, subways yeah, yeah. and traveling. And yeah, I can't imagine my my one friend like this is years ago. He used to travel by train. Um, I think like an hour and a half to and yeah. from. And I'm like, that's a lot of time. It's a yeah. lot of time. Yeah, three hours a day. It, it's it's awful. Yeah. When I lived, when we first moved here, we lived in Harlem for the first six years that we lived here and Harlem's part of Manhattan. And I lived in, I worked in lower Manhattan. So I was literally in the same borough and it would still be like an hour and a half commute because the trains were just rubbish. And here, um, the New York post is literally three stops from where I live. So it's the commute got so much shorter and so much easier. And it wasn't like, bad because it was seriously like seven minutes door to door if you know if the gods of transit were shining on me <laughs> which <laughs> didn't happen often <laughs> but no, <never>. it's yeah <laughs> but let's get to what we're here to talk about yes the weekender the weekend you were i mean I, i've been talking to a lot of people uh and we all share the, the same sense that it was a, a very special place yes <clears throat> um so you were an intern in 2005. Like what led you, what brought you as an intern to the Weekender in 05? Um, well, I remember like now I was a little bit older than pretty much everyone on staff. So when I was in high school and the Weekender came out in like 93. So I remember reading it as like this kid that just was like, oh my God, this paper is so cool. Cause there was, we never saw anything like that in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So like, I was so aware of the weekender. I looked at the weekender to do nights out and like, where are we going? Let's pick up the weekender. So when I decided to go back to school um, after like I had graduated from LCC and got a job that I hated for many, many years working at a call center. And I just decided to go back to school to be a writer. And I just had to get an internship and I thought I would take the easy way out and go where one of my teachers was an editor. And he was like, no, I think you'd be a good fit at the weekender. I want you to apply for the weekender. And I'm like, I'm so old. Like I'm not hip. I'm not young. Like he's like, no, I think that you'd be really, really good there. And I did it. And I never really wanted to work for a newspaper because I just thought like in my head, I want to do magazines and things like that because I always had New York on my mind. Like I always just, I was always like, since I was 10 years old, I wanted to live here. Um, and then I got the internship and I just fell in love with newspaper. Like I loved working in that shitty old building because it smelled like ink. I know it made everybody else sick. And I, every day I'd just walk in there and be like, 
I loved the smell of the ink and the paper because we were in the production building because, you know, we were the redheaded stepchildren. So we were in this shitty building where they like, you know, you could hear the presses running and stuff. And I I loved, I loved that. So it made me really, it changed my life because it made me a newspaper person. And now I work at one of the biggest newspapers in the world. So it was a springboard for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it again, the common theme with everybody, like we've all, whether it's been, you know, a year at the weekend or seven years or nine years or whatever it might be, it has provided all of us uh, a springboard, like you said, to bigger and better things, which, you know, I guess that's what it's for. I mean, that's what everyone kind of used it as. I mean, outside of me, you, Rachel, um, I think we're the probably longest tenured, you know, people outside. And then Mike and G, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I think he like, I think the Weekender like sprung from him. <laughs> <laughs> Mike G created the Weekender. Oh no one knows Mike. that. <laughs> but No, so you were an intern. I mean, after you're done with your internship, did you, were you like, I need to work here? Like, I hope one I day that's a, that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I was really, really brokenhearted when my internship ended. Um, and I was really, really upset um, just because it was like, I had this taste of like, seeing my name in print and, you know, doing something and just being like, finally being creative when I worked for so many years in a job that was not creative and was like killing me. Like it was literally killing me because it was just such a horrible experience working at a telecom center. And, you know, it just kind of worked out that when I I still kind of stayed in touch with, um, with the editor, I think it was Alan at that point. And I just stayed in touch. I did some correspondent work when I could, but I was also working like a 40 hour, you know, full-time job. So I only could do it when I needed to. And then, you know, the opening, there was an opening when Leslie left and I applied for it. And, you know, luckily I was the one that was chosen. So I was really happy about that. The rest is history. So wrap it up. We're done here. (laughs) Thanks for talking to you. Right, see ya. <laughs> uh, what was that moment when you got the job, when you got, you know, the official, hey, you're going to be the uh, staff writer for the weekender? I started writing my resignation letter to my current job. I literally, I got the call and I was just like typing it up and I think I handed it in within like less than 24 hours because I was just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've not changed. <laughs> no, it's funny how I, I don't know if I've ever had a job where I'm well, no, I, I should should not say that I did. I was at a job for six months that I hated. Um but I think we've all had those, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've had I've had quite a few since the weekend, to be honest. <laughs> quite a good like there's been there's been some really good ones, and then there's just been some horrible, like just dulling ones. <laughs> yeah. So you're full-time at the weekend or your staff writer. What were your expectations? My expectations? Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, I just wanted to write. Um, I just wanted to cover everything. Um, you know, I really just, I wanted to be part of like this scene that like I had just always kind of looked to within my own personal life. You know, once I got to be like in my early twenties and stuff, like I always picked it up to be like, where are we going? Who's playing where? Like what's, what's up and just to see what's what I loved reading people like Joe student who became, you know, one of my biggest influences for a long time. You know, I loved reading just the words of these people and just having my name in print was just so exciting and just so, so, so great. So I just wanted to kind of just find my footing and see where, like where it would take me. You know, I loved, I did a lot of music over the years. I loved doing that. And I loved, 
you know, when I first walked in, <clears throat> I knew that I wanted to do something with food, you know, so I came from a restaurant family and, you know, within a little while, like, I don't remember how long it took to turn it around, but doing like the food reviews and stuff was just always one of my favorite things. Like I love to eat. So like, it's just, that was really exciting to do. I was definitely uh, a beneficiary of that column. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, I shared the wealth. I, sh I shared the wealth of the uh, Amex card for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> as a staff writer, and you know, I, I touched on this with Mike Lillo, uh, who was an editor of yours yes. at The Weekender at one point. Uh, he's very modest and he's, you know, he, I, I, I said, you know, what goes into, you know, finding the stories and writing the stories? Cause one thing that we had talked about was like, you guys put a lot of time in yeah and you know, a lot of times when people read the weekender, like, unfortunately the columns, and I say unfortunately because every, every piece of it had its place. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it's, when it's you guys, you know, you're putting your heart and soul every week into these stories and, you know, doing the research and doing the interviews and yada, yada, yada. And then there's people who just pick it up to see like, oh, you look what you miss pictures or like, you know, right. on the back page and seeing the model and then closing it and going on their <laughs> way. So, you know, my, my, I always, I, I saw the inside workings of it. So I, I knew the, the, uh, the amount of work and effort that went into it. And I, when I asked Mike, like those questions, he's like, well, people shouldn't, you know, think about how much work goes into it. I mean, that's, just, they should know. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But like, you know, from an insider for you, like, you know, what was it like? You know, how did you find stories? How did you, you know, think about what you were going to write about and all, and all that kind of stuff? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, a lot of stuff was just, you know, I had done the agenda listings forever as an intern, um, which, you know, it was just a listing of like all the things going on in the area. So like, if something caught my eye, I'd be like, oh, this sounds really cool. You know, or if there was a band coming that I thought like our readers would be interested in, because we, we did have a base, like, you know, we did have a, a pretty set reader base, like we kind of knew what people were into. So when bands would come to town, I'd just be like, I think we could really, you know, do something with this. People might be interested in reading this. Um, it's, it was kind of, it's not as easy as it is today, um, for sure, because we didn't even have a website for the first couple of years I was there. So like right. now you get a gauge, like you have the analytics and all that stuff to kind of tell what people are into. We're like back then we were just throwing shit at the wall, you know, because right. we didn't really, we weren't able to ever track because you couldn't track specific stories you could only track, this is how many papers were like, you know, this is what our circulation is. Like it was just as a whole, the weekender, it wasn't just like, oh, mystery mouth or, you know, this story on Rob Zombie or something like that, you know, but stories just kind of, if I saw something interesting, it was like, I think I want to investigate a little bit more about this, you know, like when we banned smoking indoors, like I remember what a shit show that was for the bar owners and for people who were smokers, I was a smoker. And it was like, you know, what, like, this is affecting me. This is affecting us. This affected like a lot of people on our team. So it was like, what do we expect from this? What does the law mean? You know, it was just, I kind of was just stuff that was affecting just us as our own little universe. And then just looking beyond that and seeing, you know, what else was out there. Yeah, it's a good point about the, um, you know, not knowing it's like advertising, right? Like, you know, you don't know, you know, how, if it's working, <clears throat> you know, for a print ad, unless someone comes and says, I saw your, your ad in the weekend or right. Like clip it know. out, bring it to me. Yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's interesting that you, you thought about that and that, you know, we didn't have a really uh, a gauge on, you know, what stories were, you know, more read than others. And, you know, was mystery mouth uh, a popular feature? I'm sure it was, but um, 
Yeah, that's interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it just seems like, I don't know, in so many ways, it's just so much easier these days because everything is at our fingertips. Like you can look at how many hits this gets, how many views this gets and know like which ones, what you talked about. And like, it's it's just kind of easy. It's easy, but is it really <laughs> it's though? It's not, no, it's not. But it's it's easier to kind of use it as a tool, <laughs> I guess. Because <laughs> I, I, every every episode, whether it's you know the weekender stuff I'm doing or just other people, the internet man it's a I blessing know, and a curse it really is it is it is and you can't ever predict and you can't predict anything so no you never know i'm not sure if you're into stocks or not i'm not but i mean that, that all that going on with the the stock market and and that's crazy. i am like tom is very into this he has been trying to talk to me i became a writer because i'm horrible at math and finally i'm just like if you don't shut the hell up about these goddamn stocks like i swear to god like my whole family is into this like the kids like his parents and like, they're just all are talking about a stock and stock. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like I can't like, and work, like we're very into it at the post as well. Like we're covering it like nonstop. And I'm just like, I can't escape this. This is horrible. Shut up. But if it makes us money, Hey, that's great. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> like I'm glad that he's smart enough to understand what's going on, but he tries yeah. to like explain it to me. And I'm just like numbers. It's like beautiful mind. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are there any stories that you covered and, and wrote that stick out to you as one of your favorites? Oh my God. There's so many, like, there's a lot, there's a lot more that I really don't remember. Like, like there are times where like, I still keep in touch with Mike and he'll be like, Oh my God, do you remember when you talked to this person? I'm like, no. He's like, how do you not remember that? I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's like, I have a horrible memory, but um, one of my favorite stories um, actually became a tattoo. My very first tattoo for me. Um, I had talked to a homeless bookbinder named Stitch who came to, I forget the name of the art gallery, but it was like on the square. Um, and he came and was like the artist in residence there for uh, like a month. And they like kind of set him up in a place and he had a dog and I went and talked to him and I took photos and videos of him like making these books from hand. Like he'd make his own paper, he'd make these books. And like, I watched him bind this book together and it was just absolutely amazing. And after the story ran, um, he sent me a thank you note on paper that he made with a quill that he made from like a bird feather that he found in the woods. And it just said at the bottom of it, like, you know, thank you so much for this great story. And at the bottom, it said, may your quill never run dry. And that is now a big ass tattoo on the top of my back. <laughs> you had a tattoo. I did. I That's... did get it tattooed. When, yeah. when was that? Oh my God. 2015. Yeah. Okay. Or 2014, 2014 so or 2015. Around. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I don't see you as a tattoo person. I know. I, I always wanted one and I was always just chicken shit because I'm afraid I'm so deathly afraid of needles. And um, you're afraid of most things, I think. I am. Yeah. I was, yeah. You know, masks, <laughs> guys and masks, like whatever. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah, so we'll get to that, I'm sure. Because yeah. <laughs> that comes up every October. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank God for yeah. Facebook at that point. <laughs> I know. But yeah, that was one of the like stories that really, really stuck out to me because it was just such a great, like, I love books. I love paper. Like I said, I love the smell of paper. So just watching this guy make this book was just so amazing. And just seeing like this hard life that he had and he still was creative. Like he still was able to find the drive to be creative, even though like he had nothing else. Like that's all that he had was this creativity. And so I have a quill and a feather on my back and it says, may my quill never run dry. And I got it done at Mark's. <laughs> Shout out Mark's tattooing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what else? 
There's got to be more than that. Oh my gosh. You probably um, wrote like a hundred, hundreds of yeah, stories. Yeah, I know. I know. And I like was thinking about it, like as I was listening to some of the podcasts and I was like, oh my God, like he's going to ask me like all these questions and I don't remember like anything, but I mean, I loved, you know, I was such an 80s kid. So talking to Brett Michaels before he became like a total scumbag was a really high, like a big highlight of my life up until that point. Um, I loved being able to interview him. Um, and one of the other ones I'm really, really proud of too was when, and it pissed so many people off, was when we talked about NEPA attitudes. And we did a story just because everyone was so angry and just like, and I talked to like a sociologist of like, why is everyone so mad here? And like, what, what is this? And I got so much hate mail for that. So much hate mail. And the people that I spoke to got hate mail for that. And it was a really like big deal that like a lot of people just picked that paper up and were pissed that like you're, I had the audacity to say that you're proving the point I know that's exactly what I said like that's exactly like and I just like and I would respond to some emails and just be like this is exactly what this story was about so I'm right you're wrong <laughs> and how long would something like that take <clears throat> because I mean I, I was you know to a to a degree um blind to that kind of stuff because I was busy on the right. ad side of, of things so like you guys would write the stories but I mean obviously you know, you don't do that. I mean, the weekend are printed once a week, every Wednesday. So like, I'm sure you can't get an entire story when you're, you know, calling up, you know, uh, psychologists and things like that. For right. How long would that take? I mean, stories like that, sometimes, sometimes it was instantaneous. Sometimes it was like, you know, you had to reach out to a couple people because people were like, I don't know what this paper is. Like we had nothing really to show for it because we didn't have a website that they could click on and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes a story could take like there, I remember doing the radio, like I did a story, um, a, a huge, huge story, like on like the decline of radio and like at that time, because radio kind of was having a decline and then, it, but it was changing in different ways because we were getting new stations and things like that. So like, I really dove into speaking to so many radio stations in the area. And like that story took like a month because I had to go to different people. And then like, if I went to like rock 107, it led somewhere else to like someone else that I needed to speak to for that. And then I had to talk to professors about media and, and things like that. So, I mean, some stories took like months to work on, like, you know, that, that radio story was one of the longest stories I think I ever had like in the works, but you know, sometimes it could just be like one phone call and you're done for a story. Like, especially if it's like a band, you know, a band story is usually just like one phone call. Um, but like bigger things could be a week, a month, you know, especially transcribing, which is awful, which is such an awful task. <laughs> and is that just listening to yourself talk over and over again? I hate again? it. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I hate listening to myself. <laughs> I, you know, I'm the same way. And I actually listen to all of my podcasts and it's not because I want to hear my own myself speak. It's because I'm so difficult on myself. I, you know, I listen to it. I'm like, Oh, you know, I mumbled that word or I, yeah. you know, I, I said this word wrong or I, you know, I use this word to describe that and that's not correct. Yeah. <laughs> myself up yeah. over it. Yeah. Tom and I had did our own podcast for a couple of years and you did, I always, yes. we did. Yes. Um, we loved it. We, we, it was, I, I love doing it, but it was a lot of work. Um, as you know, <laughs> it's a lot of work and we would like, you know, cut out like dead air and like stuff like that. So it was a lot of work for Tom because right. I don't get involved in like the production stuff, but I would have to re-listen to it to like get quotes so we could share them on social media, like right. funny lines and stuff. And it was like, I hate this. I hate doing this. <laughs> yeah. I do that too for the same reason. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of time. And I don't edit these because two reasons. I like the 
the rawness of it. Yeah. And two, and the, the most important, I don't have the ability to edit. <laughs> yeah, Tom Tom was very technical. He was really like, he, he's very into like all that stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God. But I would forget because we didn't, it, because when we were doing it, there wasn't a Zoom. There wasn't really like, like there wasn't what we're doing right now. So like, it was just a phone call that we recorded, you know? So he had to like, like I would always forget that, you couldn't see me like he could see me and I would be conversing with him and like I'd shake my head and he'd be like you have to answer the question because they can't see you right yeah I mean ideally I would like I would love to have like a studio and have like guests yeah. in the same room um but this is also super convenient because a lot of the weekend or you know people that I'm talking to are no longer uh in northeastern, northeastern Pennsylvania so yeah uh this has to work yeah, no, and I mean this is the this is the world now. This is I know. this is where we are. It was a it was the perfect time to start it because people are a little more forgiving uh with bad audio. <laughs> now these days. Yeah, thank the TikTok and shit for that. <laughs> TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No, my God. No, I stopped at like I think I peaked at Instagram. Like that was it for me. That was that's the end of <laughs> that was media. the end. That was the end. I'm like, this is as far as I'm going. <laughs> I peaked. I peaked at Instagram. <laughs> oh man. Did you yeah. ever think that you'd you'd uh be part of a staff that was as close as we all were? No, no. I mean, my previous job before the weekender, um, you know, we had like, I had like friends, like, but I worked in a department that was just very cutthroat. And we kind of like, you know, because we all had like quotas. And so it was like, you have to like, try to outdo the person next to you and shit like that. But this just was a family from like the get go, like from the second, (laughs) from the second that I started, um, like, we just kind of, you, you just took new people into the fold and just that's what it was. And, you know, we fought like cats and dogs, <clears throat> but you know, it was, it was great. We did. And <clears throat> I always say that we were like brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't yeah. think I fought with my real brother as much as I fought with my weekender brothers and sisters. <laughs> you know what though? It, it's it's funny because it, it was so in, in, insignificant. Like I don't even remember, like, I don't remember any of the fights that we had. Yeah, you just like, remember that we did. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it just—it's—it's. It's, I mean, you spend forty hours a week with these people, like, and you're obviously you have like. No, 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 no. It wasn't just forty hours right. a week. You're it was right. forty hours a week, and we would be like, "I hate you. I'll see you tomorrow." And then you'd go home, and you'd get a text, and be like, "We're going to hops. We're going to Sanernises." And it's like, "Okay, I'll see you in ten minutes." <laughs> it was also we we also long Tuesdays too, so it was yeah. probably you know closer to. 45 50 hours a week yeah if we were lucky <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i mean we, we just we always buried the hatchet and it was never it was never like world ending that when we had those no fights, yeah it was just, no it was just like we'd get I'm, heated because we were just tired and overworked yeah <laughs> overworked and underpaid i wish i could i wish i could remember like one fight Oh my god. I I do remember a couple just me yelling at everyone for like it's <laughs> too loud. Shutting up. Yes. Yeah, cuz I'd be like on a call interviewing people and like do you remember the Yes. <laughs> snap my fingers and yes. I'd be like like that was that was really annoying. Like so I do remember that very much. <laughs> that, yeah, I do remember that now that you say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be like or I'm trying to transcribe and I'm listening to the same line like over and over and I'm just like I'm going to go home and transcribe today. <laughs> well, it's funny too cuz I could 
<clears throat> I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for everyone, but you know, we were at an age too where like, I feel that we would not do it more because you got like mad at us, but like, you know, kind of more. It didn't stop as fast. <laughs> right. Right. Like, it's, 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 that's, a, that's what you do when like, you know, when you have a brother or sister. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Antagonize them. Yeah. And like, I would be mad and then I'd be like, ooh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I'd get over it and then I'd yell at you the next phone call that I had. So. Right. <laughs> right. I'm sure there was fights during reader's choice. Because probably for those of you who don't know, we literally would count every single ballot. You know, there was no right. funny business there. And some no. people would pull their weight and others would not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we won't mention any names. No, we will not. But uh, names. you know, that was always one of those things. It's like, you know, we're all like, you know, doing what we had to do and others were yeah. just kind of <clears throat> I hated Reader's Choice. I hated it with, I, and I everybody did. We all did the party, like, and that's why we all got, you know, annihilated at every freaking party because it was just like, yes, it's over for another year. <laughs> but it was awesome to like recognize, you know, like our readers and like, you know, our like the people in the area. But it was just, it was a lot of work that now would probably be a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, even like towards the time <clears throat> where I was. Uh, there's the GM. We, we were we did more online stuff, but we still yeah. at that it was like 2013, 2012, or whatever. We still had like print and online yeah. because like we were just we. It's so hard to like you know get people to do just online. Yeah, people. It was crazy how many people would fill out those papers. Oh my gosh, I know, and how many people would just like they wanted it so bad that they would cheat, like the cheaters. <laughs> Like, I remember just getting like the envelopes and it was just the same writing, the yes. same handwriting. And it was like, all they would change was like the name of the address and stuff. Yeah. And we'd have to, those I think we threw out. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. We counted like one and we we're just like, nope. No. <laughs> but yeah. I think it was, it was impressive. Like the, the way that the people tried to, to do that. It was, it, it kind it of made something. us feel good. Yeah. Like it meant something to them that like something from us meant something to them. That was a pretty good feeling. Yeah. So you mentioned, I think Alan was your editor the, the first yeah. year or so, but um, then he stepped down Yeah. and Mike Lillo uh, became editor, I think 2007, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, um, so like a year into your, you know, your, your employment. Um, did you know Mike prior to him being yeah. editor? No, um, I knew of him because he was friends with Joe Student and Christy and Alan and stuff. So like they had said he's going to be like a really good choice and you'll get along with him and stuff like that. But I met him on day one. That was the first time. I, or maybe like probably we had an event beforehand that like he maybe popped in at. But like I met him when he started. Were you nervous at all having a new boss? Um, of course, like you're always kind of just like, well, what is this going to be? But I was excited because I loved my job. Like I was just like, I don't like... You know, I love my job. I knew what I was doing and like I was going to have to show him the ropes. So I was, you know, it didn't really matter to me that much. I'm going to teach you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how I do it and this is how you're going to do it. This is how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike was great though. And I feel like you guys kind of really hit it off. I know you guys started doing um, weekly dose videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were funny. And there's there's still some of those online. So the weekend or dose was 
And if I'm wrong, correct me. But it was essentially uh, Mike and Nikki would um, have an, a, a video component of what mm-hmm. was coming up uh, in the um, the the next edition of the Weekender, yeah. and what was going on, like certain stories and, and things like that. Um, and I still think, and I'll, I'll say this to this day, I still think we were ahead of our time. As mm-hmm. far, uh, you know, Absolutely. that, that kind of, um, component to, um, the print edition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they were, cause we, you know, it was right around when we kind of got started on Facebook. Um, cause I get the, you know, every once in a while I'll get the like, memories on Facebook and it's like a weekly dose. And I'm like, Oh my God, look at little Nikki. Like, look at that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we definitely were totally ahead of our curve and like in so many different ways, but like, this was really interesting because we were, because NEPA is so far behind on like in so many ways, you know? Okay. So that was a little bit of a unfortunate uh, technical (laughs) difficulty. I love saying that. So I'm sorry about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) we were talking about um, the weekly dose, weekly dose and and party favors. Yes. And kind of being ahead of our time. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And EPA kind of being behind the times as always. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, we had so much fun doing them and I, I kind of feel like, you know, people, I, I'm assuming people maybe watch them. Like I remember seeing like likes on Facebook for them and stuff, but like, sometimes I just felt like we kind of did them for ourselves too, just to like do something different. You know, it was such a different like step. It was such a different direction for us, like going into like video and stuff. And I remember getting into some great, crazy, <laughs> crazy little predicaments with my videos. Um, like when Steve locked me in my trunk of <laughs> my, of the bitch pod. <laughs> the bit, no, no, no. It's the bitch basket. No, the bitch bat. Wait, did I? I did have. Oh my god, I didn't even have the bitch pod. Yeah. Okay, so it was the bitch basket. Oh, you, yeah. you had a bitch pod after that. I did have a bitch pod. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like a little Ford Focus hatchback, and I was just like, "Well, this is going to be called the bitch pod." <laughs> no, wait, no, you did have the Ford Focus after that. Yeah, I think yes. I did. Yeah, because I got you, it when my Volkswagen like just kind of died. <laughs> me, me, and Tiffany, uh, we talked about the bitch basket. Did you? Oh my god! Yes. Thanks for listening. No, I listened to like the first Thanks half reading. hour, and Thanks. then I had to stop. I had to stop. So Thanks for reading. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh always a god. fun joke. Thanks for reading. <laughs> Thanks for reading. That was always my answer to everything. Thanks for reading. <laughs> yeah. What's going on this weekend? Oh, thanks for reading. <laughs> oh, did, we, did you guys know this was coming? Yeah. Thanks for reading. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, Nikki, how many? How much are the beers at uh, Murray's on Thursday night? Thanks for reading. Yeah. Yeah. That worked. As if I had to buy my own beers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And Murray's. Oh my God. Let's uh, pour one out for Murray's. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> this is for you, Murray's. I should be dead for all the times I went to Murray's. <laughs> Were you there for our Christmas? No, not the Christmas party. Halloween party we had there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was there for a couple of Halloween parties we had there. I remember looking down because remember, I was a perky Viking. Yes. Do you remember the perky Viking and gold LeMay and Madonna boobs? <laughs> You know, so tonight, uh, it was after dinner, I guess it was after dinner, my wife was making uh, brownies. And they weren't even the good brownies. They were like, she used, 
No, they, they were they were good, but like they weren't like you know the brownies you make because you're eating brownies and don't you want them to be unhealthy. They were like I forget what she replaced what with, and it was just whatever. But she was she just said, "Hey, um, Alexa, play whatever." I know, right? You always have to turn around and be like, "Did she hear me? Did she pick it up?" <laughs> and and sure as shit, guess what was playing? What? An hour before this podcast. Uh, it was a Beyonce song. <gasps> to the left, to the left, everything, <laughs> everything you, you own, own in a box to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, is this really fucking playing right now? <laughs> oh my God, Steve. Steve, that was Steve's and my song. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. We won't talk about that. <clears throat> we'll, we'll skip that part but i was very annoying because that was like the one beyonce song that i kind of really like just took like i was like that was like the only like beyonce song i really really liked so i would sing it in the office all the time for those listening at home i just remember that yeah <laughs> and i would just like start it off going to the left to the left <laughs> <laughs> and none of us can sing maybe steve could. no no yeah <laughs> i mean i would hope steve could <laughs> Oh my God. Good times. Oh man. (laughs) It was, it was such a great place. Like I, I, I said before, if I could be there forever, I would, but I mean, things happen, things change, you know, people move on, but you, you, okay. So intern staff writer, then in 2011, you were promoted to editor. So tell us about that. That was amazing. I mean, it was just like, it was just, it was an amazing experience to just, because I did work my ass off, you know, every, every week. Like I just, I loved the paper. I lived and breathed the weekender, you know, like my personal life was all about the weekender. All of our personal lives were about the weekender, you know, and I just, it was such an amazing thing and scary thing to now be in charge of this entity that so many people in Northeastern Pennsylvania were like looked to as their Bible of what to do. You know, like we were, we were the thing that people picked up to go see what was going on and what we were writing about and what was coming to town and stuff. So like, it was a, it was scary as hell to like take on that editor role, but I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. You must've loved it. You loved it so much. You left me after a year. <laughs> Blame that on my now husband. Because <laughs> I got promoted to GM in 2012, and then you left. I think like a like, couple weeks later. Yeah, it was a month just a later. couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. It just, you know, we had always wanted to move to the city, and Tom got here first, and it was like within two weeks, it just kind of happened. And you know, it was I was of course sad to leave, but at the time, to- at the same time, you know, I started when I was 27 as an intern, and I think I left when I was. 34, 35. And like, at that point, it was like, I got to do something different. Um, You know, I got, I got to, I got to find, I got to see what else I can do with, with my career. Because at the time there was like, I didn't want to go into regular news. You know, I loved doing arts and entertainment and stuff, but I love just that aspect of like this alt weekly, this, you know, just entertainment. I I love doing that. And then I ended up getting a job in a finance publication, which was just so (laughs) so did you leave because because tom was there 
Well, he got it. Like we had been at that point, um, you know, we had been together a couple of years and he moved like, so we were doing a long distance relationship because he got a job at Pfizer in New Jersey. So we were kind of living apart for like a year. And, you know, we both were just like, that was a step for us. Like we, we knew that New York city was our end game. Like we had decided very early on that like this, we both had the same goal because he grew up in New York. You know, he worked in the city as you know, in his younger years, and he always wanted to get back there. And we were both very much on the same page of that. So it was always a plan, you know, it was always the plan for us to be in the city. So when he got the job here, it was like, okay, now like, there's a connection in the city, there's even more reason to kind of like hunt for it. because I had had interviews in the city over the years, you know, the last couple of years that I was at the weekend are just trying to get my feet wet and see you know, what kind of bites I could get being a small town kid <laughs> trying to make it in the big city, you know. Um, but it just kind of worked out like the timing. As soon as he got his new job, I kind of found somebody that wanted to hire me. So it kind of just worked out the timing wise. It was weird. And it was a finance newspaper or <laughs> magazine? It was, a, it was like a, fina- a, tr- a finance trade publication. And I will fondly, I fondly recall it only because it was the job that got me to New York City. Um, I lasted there about a year and like through, it was like a mutual thing where we both kind of left. Cause like I said earlier in this podcast, um, math is not my strong suit. So finance was kind of like a weird jump for me, but it was also something different, you know, because at that time I had been working at the weekender for over six years, talking the same, like at the, after a while, like I love talking to bands, but at the end of the day, it's still just like everyone kind of makes music the same way. Like the sausage is getting made the same way. Like the stories were different because the bands or the people I was talking to was different, but like there just became like the sameness over the years, you know, and that, that happens when you're at a job for a long time. Um, So it just was like, I wanted something, I wanted to try something else to see maybe what, see where the road was going to take me and finance definitely was not it. (laughs) But so you were there for a year. What, where did you go after that? Um, after that, I worked for um, a publication, like an artsy entertainment kind of publication that went <laughs> defunct a couple, like a year or so after I started. Um, and then I worked at Facebook um, for a year. And at Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. I was um, a journalist on their trending news team back when they still had like the news and the right hand rail and stuff. And how, do work, how do you work for Facebook? How did, what is, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. It was, um, it was, it was a great experience. I mean, the, the company, you know, it's, it, it was a great experience in that it was my first foray into hard news where, you know, I had written arts and entertainment, music, food, theater, like things like that. This was like, this was hard breaking news, bombings, shootings, things like that. And I just happened to make the jump to news right around the time of the 2015 like walk up to the election so it was a wonderful time to get into news for sure <laughs> yeah i picked a real good we uh good time to quit sniffing glue that's for sure <laughs> did you hang yeah. out with zuckerberg <laughs> no no we were we were not really we were like i went from being like the redheaded stepchildren of the times leader to being like a redheaded stepchildren of facebook because we were kind of like these we were just kind of like off the, like off on the side. So we weren't in, like, we were part of it, but we weren't part of it. So it was like, we got the free food in the cafeteria, which was awesome. We got to work in like the funky office, which was great. 
but like you know it just we didn't really we weren't too much like involved in like the actual Facebookness of it but I got to put it on my resume so that was great that's pretty neat yeah I'm not gonna yeah. lie I mean yeah I worked, I worked for Facebook <laughs> yeah it was it was an interesting year I mean it was busy um it was it was insane because like it was just such a way to like jump into the fire of like actual hard news so and then I was just like this is kind of what I love I love the just like the non-stop it never stops like it just never ever stops and especially then you know because as you know like it's a dumpster fire all the time now so like it was really my first foray into just non-stop news and it was really interesting to just like it, it's really where I learned about politics it's where I learned about the world like what was going on in the world and like I never had that before like I never was interested in that because I was always just covering arts and entertainment so it really like helped me be a better like a better informed person gotcha yeah so. and that was for a year yeah for a year um and then my contract ended and then I started working at Metro which uh, was like a local local publication Metro New York um they had outlets in Philly and Boston, which I sometimes got words into as well, um, because we kind of were a New York-based team that did kind of Boston and New York as well. So I worked there for two and a half years. Okay. So that was great. Like I got to cover, because my, after a while, I realized I wanted to cover New York City. Like New York City was where I always wanted to be. And I always wanted to tell the stories of New Yorkers and New York City. And this was a really, really, I, I loved this job. Like just, I threw myself into it and I got to do some really, really cool stuff and go to like some really cool places because history was always like a big thing of mine. So I got to like go on these tours that like people couldn't get onto, you know, like secret stuff of New York and everything. So it was it was really exciting to finally be able to like tell stories of my new hometown like that, like I did with The Weekender, but it was like, you know, New York. Right. Yeah. Okay. Two and a half years go by. Then what? <laughs> um, after that, um, I left Metro. Um because I kind of saw that things were going to be changing. Like you kind of just get that sense that like a storm is coming. And I kind of just started looking for a new job and I jumped into real estate writing because I loved doing some real estate stuff for Metro. And I worked in a real estate um, publication for a while. And I really, really liked doing that, getting into like learning how to read a listing and learning how like the nitty gritty of, cause renting here is just like, you have to be like, you have to know so many things to just understand like the real estate market here. And it really informed me. But after a while I was like, I don't know, I'm still just not like, I couldn't find that right fit. You know what I mean? Like you just, I kept trying these things on like Goldilocks. And then I just was like, I can't, like, I'm just, I'm not happy. It's not me. Like I'm not myself when I'm working here. So I just decided to freelance for a little while and then the New York Post kind of opened up and that's where I've been since August of 2019. Okay. Yeah. So that, I mean, you weren't there long before the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the funny thing, um, when I was an intern at The Weekender, every Sunday I would come into the office to do... Um, <clears throat> the agenda listings, like going through all the mail because like everybody mailed their listings in and I'd have to type them up and stuff. And every Sunday before I'd get to the office, I would stop at the Turkey Hill down the street and I would get a snack and I would get a Turkey Hill iced tea and I'd get a New York Post because the Sunday New York Post is like the biggest paper of the week. And it just had like all of this, just like, it just had all of this stuff. And I would just pick it up because I just loved reading it. Like I loved reading the New York Post. So 
it was a really huge moment for me to get this job at this paper that I read when I was just starting out of my career. You know, every Sunday I would pick up this massive paper and read it after I would finish my internship at the Weekender and just be like, someday I want to work at a publication like this in New York City. And I remember telling that when I had my interview, I remember like telling that to the the two editors that ended up hiring me. And I was just like, this was always like the end game for me. This was always like a dream that like I never even dared to dream, but I did. So it was it was just funny that like it kind of came full circle like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do there? I am a digital news editor. Um, I worked uh, on the night shift. So I'm there for all the good fun that happens after dark. Um, oh boy. Yeah, which is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's so busy, um, you know, because we cover New York and we cover the world, um, you know, and we cover a lot of politics. Um, but it's just, you know, I edit stories. I manage the homepage. So like, you know, putting headlines on things and, um, you know, making sure like keeping track of traffic. So like I get to choose what story goes in like the once, like the big main section of the homepage. And it's very exciting. It's very exciting. So if you had your way, this would be it for you. This, this is forever. I would hope so. I mean, I, I would hope so, you know, knock on wood. Cause right. I'm always wary that there's always, I'm from NEPA. So there's always a second shoe hanging somewhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You're raised to expect that second shoe. Um, but I, I truly love this job. I, I love the people that I work with. Like I said, um, you know, we, we're a big family. I'm the only woman on the night shift team. So I've got a bunch of brothers that I just work with every night. And they're like, I, they're the, I haven't had this camaraderie since the weekender. And like, and I remember, cause Mike was at the post when I started and we both just kind of talked about just how it felt like just this camaraderie that we never had since the weekender. And it was really interesting just to kind of have like these people that came from all over, you know, like they, they came from everywhere and we just kind of, you just have that unit of people that you just kind of gel with. Yeah. That's really great. I mean, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, would you, would you say that the weekender prepared you for, the role you have now? I definitely would in, in, in many ways. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's a totally different type of job and situation, you know, just technically and coverage wise. And like, there's a lot more than, you know, there, there's a lot of moving parts to what, you know, we're doing where, you know, with a website and, you know, social media and stuff like that. But I mean, it definitely, prepared me. I mean, the office politics of the weekender were definitely like, that was a good kind of getting your feet wet into how certain things and not that the post is like that, but like other jobs have been like that, where like you have to kind of learn the game of the office to kind of, I don't know, just to like, you kind of have to just like, there's more than just the work that you have to do. Like you have to show up at other things and, and stuff like that. And we're, we're not like that at the post, which is, is really good. Yeah. Mike mentioned that too. Like there was so much involved outside of your nine to five job Yeah. at the weekender, which I mean, I think that's what made it work too. Right. Sure. Sure. 
That's what made us all so close, I think, too. And also yeah. <laughs> hate each other at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And I, I think sick and tired of seeing you. I know, I know. We were just like, because we were constantly together, which was great, especially because like I didn't, I never really like I like my brother had been like just moved like kind of when I started at the weekender and he and I had always like kind of run around town together and everything. So it was like the weekender became like the that brother that I missed when he moved away. And then like, I think it just like, I kind of, I got a little older. I got like, because again, I was like five, six years older than everybody. So I was partying like well past the time when I should kind of like be partying. And it was just kind of, I was getting tired. You know what I mean? Like, like just metaphorically. Well, you look so young. I mean, you're only, you. as, you're only as young or you're only as old as you. No, I know that. I know yeah. that. But it was just part of me was just kind of like, I don't want to be going out all the time and yeah. I want to be doing other things. And, you know, I had been single for like a really long time. So when Tom and I got together, it was just like, this is like, I'm, I need to, I'm uh, ready to be an adult, I think. Like, right. You know, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, we had a lot of party nights with him too. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there were the, the you know the beach house which was tiffany's oh God, tiffany's place with uh the two of her friends amanda oh, yeah. and uh she's gonna kill amy amy yeah <laughs> a um, lot of parties a lot of a lot of pajama parties at the beach house for sure but oh. I, I remember there was, there was times i think it was 2000 well you were you started in 06 so it must have been 06 i think i came to your apartment her house whatever it was one time or, or twice maybe three times i forget we hung out there yeah yeah we used to we watched like starsky and hutch or something i think yeah like we watched like we used to watch just like dumb funny movies yeah and my family owes you such a debt because you introduced us to always sunny well i you introduced me and then i introduced my family to always sunny and mm. It's still like we still watch it like at night. It's what I watch. I fall asleep to like it's been my favorite show from the moment that you introduced me to it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's I, I think they're just renewed for like four more seasons. I know. I know. And the last season was so good. But like it's it's my favorite show on this goddamn earth. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, The Weekender was just such a outside of what we did. It just. The, the friendships we made and and you know the the fights we had and and just i mean that was such a great great time and of my life and I, maybe i'm not maybe i can't speak for everyone but it just i i fucking loved it man like yeah. I, I i mean i grew up there you know and yeah, I, think, yeah. I think all of us kind of did it to a to a degree uh maybe not you because you were so old but <laughs> yeah but i was young at heart I mean. i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> I don't you, you look you look better than all of us so. <laughs> <laughs> I was well pickled for you know since my 20s I've been very well pickled <laughs> yeah it just I don't know it's just I I hope that people like love it as much I mean no, no one's gonna love it as much as we did but like I, I feel and there's people who reach out to me now and say like I love what you're doing like I wasn't in the scene so to speak when the weekender was in its heyday but right. they at least they've read it and they, they were familiar with it like so they're actually enjoying kind of like um you know watching or hearing about some of the behind That's the scenes great. Stuff. yeah because yeah. yeah, it makes just... it seem like you know because i, I kind of left nipa and you know i don't get back that often and 
you know, I haven't been home in a year because of the pandemic, because my parents are, you know, ailing and Tom has some health conditions that make him high risk. So I haven't seen my family in, you know, over a year now. And hearing that the weekender kind of meant still kind of is a word that people know and that people remember the hard work that we did, the, the blood, sweat and tears that we put into that paper. Like that, that's a really nice thing to hear. Yeah. You know, even though I've been gone a long time, like that's a really good thing to hear. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping the uh, pandemic ends sooner and later because everyone keeps saying like, we got to do a, like, a real reunion. And I keep saying, <laughs> that would be awesome. I keep thinking like, that would probably be better than my high school reunion <laughs> for sure. Without a yeah. doubt, With, without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, because you you know us like and I don't think, you know, and just listening to the ones that I've listened to, like none of us have that changed all that much. Like I'm still Nikki. I just do like I just have gotten a little older. I've gotten a little more mature and like less abrasive, maybe I hope. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's just we're, we're all the same people like we're we're just, you know, like, it, like it's that sibling thing. Like my brother and I don't get to see each other that often, but when we're together it's exactly the same as it's always been. And I think that that's how, how we would be. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got married in the city and we had, you know, it was kind of like we eloped and then we had like a family thing a couple months later and we were going to do this, like, and I mean, Tiffany still is like, when, like, we need to do this. Cause I said, we were going to have just like a party somewhere, you know, just like nothing major, not like a big celebration or anything, but just like get together with people and drink and just kind of, hang out and you know we kind of unfortunately didn't get to do that because yeah. you know the world is a dumpster fire <clears throat> i hope it's getting better i don't know that it is but it kind of has to yeah I, I yeah i mean i hope so i just i'm sick of seeing people being stupid because we if we hold the keys to the kingdom you know like we as individuals have to wear our masks and we have to do the right thing for just a little while. We just have to do it for a little while. And I think, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I have like so many thoughts and I don't want to turn this into like my pandemic horror that lives in my head all the time. Um, you know, but like, I remember just, you know, we had started reporting on it like in January and I was like, something is up with this. And like, I started seeing more stories and things and I'm like warning my parents, like, you guys got to be careful. You guys got to stop going out and you got to stop doing things like, cause this is going to come here and it's going to like, happen you know and then it sure as hell did and it's been scary ever since yeah it's been a wild time yeah yeah like whoever thought like we'd be living through like a fucking movie like this but yeah i mean how many movies have there been that like (laughs) that were warning like (laughs) get the hollywood guys in charge maybe they'll fix it But like you, you know, like you're asking all all of us, you know, kind of like our moments of the weekender and stuff. Like, what what about you? Like, what is the thing that sticks out the most from your time at the weekender? Oh, boy. I know, right? There's so many. They're really, it it just, (laughs) I mean, I remember being an an intern and just that experience alone was like, I remember saying to myself, one day I want to be the general manager of this newspaper. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I, I and I was 21 years old. So I was like, <laughs> you know, that's something you say, like, you know, I don't think yeah. you, I mean, you just, you say it like it's a, maybe it's a pipe dream or whatever it might be. Like I was an intern. So I, I didn't know, like I still had a full year of college. I think ahead of me. Yeah. It, it was as a four and I 
finished in 05. So, like, I mean, anything can happen in that time, right? Yeah. And um, and a lot did happen to me uh, in that year. My, my, my father passed away and my best friend's dad, it was like a second father to me, passed away. Like, my grandma, two of my grandmothers passed away. Jesus. Yeah, so within a year, like, it was actually eight months, like, I just lost, like, the most important people in my life. Right, yeah. So a lot happens, right? And so, like, I said that, just, I guess, kind of saying it. And it's one of those things I remember I finished college. I applied for a job at the Weekender in sales. Um, Janelle Price, now Janelle Osborne, actually got the job over me, which, you know, I think was the right move. And I think she did a great job and she was better at it than I would have been. Um, but what happened like two months later, Christina Dugan, uh, who was my, yeah, who was my like kind of boss as when I was an intern, right. she left and I was kind of like the perfect fit. You know, I had right. done the job before and that's how, that's how it's all started. And I went from, you know, marketing and sales associate to sales, to director of sales, to general manager. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just, it was, I mean, I, I met my wife at the weekender and you met your husband at the weekender. Um, I just met some of the the greatest people that I've, you know, I don't get to talk to that often these days just because, you know, we're all busy, you know, we're married and kids and jobs and all that kind of shit. But, um, I mean, one thing that stands out, I mean, I, there's so many, there's so many yeah. that I just, yeah. I cherish to this day. And that's why I started doing this was because like, I, a, uh, I'm very nostalgic. Like uh, I'm very sentimental and I, I just kind of wanted to have this like, you know, documented. Right. Yeah. And, uh, like my memory started, you know, being filled with, um, like blippy and, and dinosaurs and things <laughs> like that. So, so all my old memories of like good times are like are being flushed out. To make, <laughs> <laughs> to have all these things and um so i wanted this documentation of just like you yeah know, kind of revisit the old times and no i think it's great i really do because i think like it was such a huge part of our life and you know for many of us it did inform you know the rest i mean this is where i started my career it was yeah. my first writing job and you know, it was my first editor role and you know it really did change my life in in a way that i never even expected or even dared to dream about because i wasn't you know like i oh yeah i always had pipe dreams of moving to new york but i never thought that it would actually happen i never thought that like whatever you know i just always thought that i was just going to live the life that i was living and that was that you know so it was just like it just kind of was like wow like this is something that like i can do and I started it here, you know? Yeah. I mean, thanks Jim McDonald for creating. (laughs) I did not even ever work with him. I think I met him maybe once in my life. So yeah, yeah, he was, he was gone by the time I got there, but you know, it was, we had some good people. We had some really good people that we worked with and that like, you know, like I, like you said, there's people that, you know, I still talk to. There's some people that I don't and you know, that's okay too, but yeah. Good absolutely. memories. And just listening to um, some of them, it's just like, oh my God, I forgot these things happened because 
I have a really bad memory. And it was like, oh my God, now I remember these things. <laughs> Favorite weekender moment. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but all the drunken pictures of me at the model party and Rudy's <laughs> choice suddenly are just like flooding in. Like, I just remember making like a, a sad face because I had to count something. But like, there were just so many of them, like you said, but like. I remember I just. I don't know if it was a video. I think it was a part, not a part of your uh, uh, weekly dose thing you did. Um, <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but you were against the weekender wall and you did something like a, like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like some, I was always making stupid things. Yeah. And some pig noises. I, I, that, that, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, cause I had, cause I was so nervous. Like I don't like being on camera. I don't like talking. Like I'm the worst interviewer. Like I just, I'm so awkward. Like I'm so fucking awkward all the time and just getting on that. But it was fun because Steve like was so good at like, keeping me calm and like making me feel comfortable that it was just like, Oh, I'm just doing it for Steve. I'm like, Steve's going to laugh at me. Like, I know that that's great. So like, like there was, yeah. But like, <laughs> I think like some of my favorite moments might've just been like our nights at hops. You know what I mean? Just like, just hanging out. Yep. Like, we, we were regulars there. Like, I mean, I, st- I would go in like whenever I would take the bus home, that would be where my mom and I would go when she would pick me up from the bus station. Cause I'd always take like a late bus home and they were open and I would go there and it would just be like, Oh my God, that jukebox. Like, let me put something in, like, let me put some money in the jukebox for old time's sake. Like it was just always a good time. And I think like <laughs> with you, I remember taking like the silver bullet to <laughs> Silver bullet to Knobles because we were each other's yeah. plus one for our like Knobles. I, you know what, Nikki, I might still have the picture of us on my fridge. <laughs> no, you don't. I swear to I, I, I had it at my old house. We just moved. Oh my God. <laughs> we moved last year in August. Um, and up until then, it was still on my fridge from, from Knobles, like in the car. Like, was it the car picture? Like when we were driving the old time car? Oh, no, no. It was the picture on the roll, uh, the, the roller coaster. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> I don't know. I was it, or maybe like was it the flume? Maybe it, it was one of those ones. That, like you, you go on and it must be the flume. Yeah, because we were like, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. And do you remember like when we were leaving and we stopped to get the soda? <laughs> there was a kid that looked like Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh, can I get like, can we get like a Diet Coke? And he's like, that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> like there are some times where like, I still would just go <clears throat> like to myself. <laughs> like, and it's just like, oh my God, it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. We like laughed the whole fucking way home from that. Cause we just, like, he looked like, I was like, he looks like Pete Rose. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> did he say like, mm-hmm. he did, he did. And that's where we got it from. Like he did, and it was just like, it's like that don't work. And you were like, what? And he's like, mm-hmm, that don't work. And it was just this like weird little stand, like on the way to the parking lot at Knobles. And like, <laughs> oh my god, that don't work. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. It's like I can't remember. There's so many, but it's like, oh my I can't god, remember them. Like, just like our stupid, like, I mean, I refuse to talk about any time in a limo because that is just ugly. Um, we, like the, oh God, like the parades. I fucking hated every parade. I hated the parades. 
Like I, I loved when we could like hang out at bars on the parade day, but like I hated when we had the march and parades. Cause like I never liked a parade as a kid ever. Like never. I hate watching them. I hate like going to them. I just, I just hate it. Like I hate the fanfare. And then like we had to go to every goddamn parade and it was like, I hate this. Not one, but two. Not, yeah. On St. Yeah. Patty's day. I'm like throwing out the candy to like kids and they're just like, get me more. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Brush your teeth. Yeah, right. Like it's candy. Like and it wasn't even like good candy. <laughs> oh, but I mean, we did. But we made them fun. Like we did make the parades fun because yeah, that's what we, we had did. to. <laughs> right, we had to find some way. <laughs> that don't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, was that like our company picnic or something? It, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, it was 2006 god. or seven. How do you remember these dates? Like, I'm good with the dates, but I don't remember that kind of stuff. Well, I think it was six or seven, maybe seven. No, it was, it was seven. 2007, yeah. It was 07. Oh my God. Yeah. The silver bullet. Uh, silver yeah, bullet. I had a, a tooth, no, it was 95, 19, 1995. Was it 95? Infinity. J, Infinity J30. It was like a bullet. You're right. Yeah, it was. And that's what we called it, the silver bullet. The you silver had a silver bullet. bullet. I had the bitch basket. And oh, my God. Remember the end of the bitch basket where, like, I'd have to park it under the loading docks when it rained because it wouldn't start when, like, it rained. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny that you, you brought the, the silver bullet. And Coors Light has been a sponsor of mine. Not currently, but uh, for the radio show that I had. Yeah. And Coors Light was the silver bullet. So it was like, it was like almost like a, a, a an omen. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Silver bullet. Hilarious. That is so funny. Like <laughs> what, like, you know, what, what else do you remember about like, just like those, like those days, like those halcyon days of the weekender? Uh, like, is there, is there, are there stories? Because I mean, obviously like, you know, your sales, and marketing and stuff but like you know were there stories that like kind of stuck out to you you know from the editorial side and that's okay if there's not because again it was like not your your realm because i it, it's it's hard to say i mean i guess the answer unfortunately is no i because here's the thing like there were so many uh, once a week right yeah so it, like the ones that stand out are are the you know the model of the year parties right because they were just like the usual suspects yeah but like those are like the moments like you look forward to all year so it's like you know model of the year party you know st patrick's day parades and um the music issues and, and things like yeah. that like it's just like those are like the highlights almost um but i, I think we also hit we, we cover some like hard-hitting things i know that you know um rachel we, we did a thing with domestic violence mm-hmm. which we did that um eating disorders like i know we covered an eating disorder and phobias oh my God, um, yes. yeah just, that wasn't a fan <laughs> yeah i mean just it just i mean we tried to you know get creative every week with it you know yeah and it was it was hard sometimes like just to try to like find something to be like this is the cover like this is cover worthy and yeah you know, it was, it was always interesting kind of like to see what was going to like stick and what was going to be good, you know, like what was going to kind of resonate with people. And yeah. Yeah. 
I did like a lot of, you know, I did, I loved the music. I love doing the music stuff. Like that right. was just amazing. Like it took me a long time to get used to being a music fan again. Like me, I couldn't go to a concert for years without being like, I got to type a note on my phone. I got to, where's my, oh shit, I forgot my notebook. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like you don't have to review the show. And still like, I still kind of like listen with like a critical eye, even though like I enjoy a show, I'm still just like, oh my God, this is how I would explain this moment of the show. Like, it's just like, it totally changed everything. Like how I am. Like, I'm just so like, I need to describe this moment because that's what I was so used to doing. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, just the the people play over in my head. Just, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things I think you got to create a montage and that's kind of yeah. what I do a lot. Like, you it's know, gotta like, do a montage. <laughs> what? It'd be a more like a sentimental, more music yeah. for me, you know, and I just see yeah. flashes like, like certain pictures and, you know, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, were you there when Damien was there? Yeah. 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 Uh, for, I think a little while, like, or maybe like a year, like maybe like my first year he was there. Well, he, he, well, you were an intern because he left in 2006, like summer. Okay. Yeah. Six. So we, yeah. And I started in January. So maybe just like the first yeah. half. But I just like these, just, I remember painting the weekender wall with Damien um, <laughs> and Tiffany and there's just certain moments I just, I'll never forget. Yeah. Just, it was just a lot of fun. <laughs> Some of the best years of my life for sure. I, I mean, like, it was an opportunity to have a job that you got paid to do, but you didn't have to take it too seriously. Yeah. Like, and we had fun doing it. Like we yeah. were like, it was never like there. I mean, there have been times there have been jobs since then where like waking up in the morning was really hard knowing I had to go to this job that like I didn't fit in with or, yeah. you know, whatever, but like the nature of it was like, I needed a job. <laughs> like I needed, you know, like it was just going to work every day. It was just such a, was so fun because like you kind of were like, we were the masters of our own domain, really, like, because we kind of like, I was able to make what I wanted to do. Like, I kind of had the freedom to do what I wanted to do, even though I had an editor above me who, you know, would fi- make the final decision. It was always like, yeah, like, let's do this or let's do it this way. Or, you know, it was this collaboration. Like, it was just a collaboration yeah. effort. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of empowered you to 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 do, you know your yeah. own thing you know and yeah. that, that's one thing i will i, I think i'm kind of, kind of spoiled with that job which because like you know i feel like our leadership always trusted us to do mm-hmm. the right thing and like they never had to worry like they, they kind of like let us do what we needed to do because they they knew that we were responsible enough most of the time to to do <laughs> the job the right way like and i hands down i mean that was my first job out of college right yeah so any kind of micromanaging that I've ever had since then was like, whoa, like you got to fucking calm down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially like, and I get the pandemic came and like, but like I, it got to the point where the boss that I had at the time, um, he was like, you know, we're going to, we, we weekly or daily zoom meetings. And then after the zoom meeting, we're going to have one-on-ones and you're going to tell me Ooh. who you're calling. What are you like? Who are you, what, who are you pitching? Like what, First of all, I'm like, we're in a fucking pandemic. Like, I don't know who I'm going to fucking call. Like, yeah, and, right. And yeah. I'm spending most of my days canceling orders that were placed for the year because we're in a fucking pandemic. Right, exactly. But I got to a point where I was, I was thinking to myself, like, and I almost said this. I was like, I was going to be like, if you can't trust me to do what I need to do, then maybe I'm not your guy. Right, yeah. You know, it just, it, 
but like, the weekend or like just I, I just kind of gave us that freedom to because I, I just feel like we we did what we needed to do and if we if we didn't do it which was very rare like you know they would be like hey you know, make sure you do this yeah you know, water you know don't 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 do this again yeah it was a good first job it, it definitely it was, was a good like a gentle like a gentle first job yeah um, i mean i definitely and some for some for some people and for you know for and in some regards it was too yeah, yeah. i mean i definitely <clears throat> if i did some of the things i did there i would probably have been fired elsewhere oh my god yeah <laughs> Yeah. But oh, yeah. but I also knew that I kind of had that not that leeway, but like the wait, yeah, there was like a little bit of wiggle you could yeah, like yeah, let's see how far I can push it. Yeah, okay, that was a little too far. Okay, let's not. <clears throat> we won't do that again. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. But, no, there was definitely like it was it was definitely a really good and and without you know, I wouldn't have. I don't think I'd be where I am. I don't think I'd be you know as good in my, at my job as I am, because it really, I'm driven. And I, and I, maybe that's something, you know, that's something that was instilled with me from my parents. My parents were very hardworking, you know, they were restaurant owners. They were, you know, very, very hardworking people. So I came from that and, you know, and my whole family was involved in the restaurant industry and I wasn't <laughs> like, and so like the closest I ever came to being involved in the restaurant business is when I started doing food reviews, you know? Um, and they kind of still like to a point are like, oh, you just sit on your ass all day. And it was like, yeah, I wish that's all I did was sit on my ass like all day, yeah. you know, like, where are you at three in the morning when I'm thinking about the lead of my story? And I'm thinking about like, oh, my God, I had an error in a story that went, that like was printed in the paper. Like, you know, there's it was a nonstop job, because especially for me, just because I take everything so personally, like if I'm writing, a, even if it's a 250 word story, like I'm giving that my all. Right. You know, and like now, like my mind is a little, I mean, not like with the pandemic and my parents and all that stuff, like my mind is a little more at ease because of the position I'm in now where I'm not doing as much writing. I mean, I only write when I really, really want to, which isn't that often because of just time constraints. And I just don't like, I just like what I do. I like to edit. And I just like back then it was just like, every, I was invested in five different stories. There were two of us on the editorial team. You know, so it was like, I wrote five stories a week. That's a lot. Right. And that definitely prepared me later in life for, you know, now everything's about content and, you know, it's like, everything is content manja, manja, manja. Like you gotta have all this content. So, you know, there were times where at Metro, like I'd have to write five stories a day, which was huge, you know, where like at the weekend or I had a week to kind of let these things matriculate and kind of come out and like, I'd write a story fast and then I'd take my time with the cover story or something. But like here it was like having, but being the one of two people of the editorial team really helped me get with that. Like you have to do X amount of stories a day, like, which is a whole different, you know, animal. Yeah. So, you know, putting all that pressure on myself definitely helped me keep my worth ethic over the years. That's good. Yeah. Part well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you made you. it to New York City. I did. I did. And I, I do love it. I do. Good. I I fit here. I don't know. It's just yeah, a good place to be. I uh, I always love it when people kind of get to where they want to be. Yeah. And I get, yeah. I'm at the point where, and I say this a lot, like, I I find happiness in other people's happiness. Very nice way to put things. Yeah, I, I just you know, I 
as in a lot of weddings. So like, you know, seeing those people in those moments, very, very happy, like it would make me cry just cause like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just so happy. And I'm, I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am too. Like I totally, like I am too. Yeah. But so I was just, I'm one of the great things about doing this is, is kind of seeing where people are today and, yeah, and seeing them happy and, and doing well. And, yeah. uh, so, I mean, I'm happy for you. Um, Please tell Tom that I said hello. I will. I will. Thank you so much. He um, says hi back, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I would hope so. <laughs> yes. And the dog. I'm sorry that the dog doesn't appear. He is very camera shy, even though I shove it in his face all day long. He does not like being on camera. He is just laying outside the door of the room, and he's just like, I'm not coming in if the camera's on. Well, he just so. wants to be balls deep in the snow right now. So Yeah, exactly. And it's probably time for him to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's Tom's. That's balls on Tom tonight. Deep in snow. <laughs> deep. He's going to go rage in the snow. <laughs> rage. Rage. That was a popcoism back in the day. Yeah. And then DJ Hirsch would not, didn't understand what that, what that meant. Like the rage, you got rage, bro. Damn you, DJ Hirsch. He just didn't get it. He's not that smart. Oh my god shut up dj hirsch we love you she's lying hirsch you probably won't even watch this so fuck you oh my god but no i mean like the weekend room was awesome and i remember like it made me so cool it made me such a cool stepmom when i got to take my stepson to um our party deck at montage and like, that was like, that really solidified that like, I'm the coolest person in the world when I got to be like, you can stand on stage with us. And like, and I think he helped with like sound or something like he helped do something. And he was just like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. There's like 3000 people standing outside of our deck. So yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> well, I'm very happy for you too, Johnny. Like, Thank you. And you and Amanda, like, oh my goodness. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. She's the best little, little boy. And He's awesome. He, I just, <laughs> I just posted a video. Oh man. He, it was, it was last night. And, uh, <laughs> he, he's at the age now where he doesn't want to sit during dinner. So, you know, it's like, okay, it's dinner time and he's fucking around. He's just fucking around. He's just fucking around. Like he's <laughs> out of his seat. He's fucking like over here doing this. And it's like, yo, dude, time to sit the fuck down and eat. And, uh, I had like I had my jackets. I had two jackets hanging over the back of a chair. The chairs, and he gets all like bent out of shape when this is like it's when they're on the back of the chairs. So <laughs> it's like it's dinner time. And he's 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 walking around, fucking around, and I said, "You got you got to sit down and eat because <clears throat> you got to put your jackets away." I'm gonna screw it up because it's it's just it's he I, I <laughs> oh my god it, it's an absolute riot absolute riot they don't get any less smart assy the older they get I assure you so first of all you don't you don't talk to me like that you need to put your jackets away I'm not going to ask you again. <laughs> so I'm staring at him, right? Like, I'm like, try, like, I'm dying inside. Like, I'm like, holy shit. This kid is talking to me like a, like a legit human. He sounds like my, like my wife, basically. 
I hope Amanda doesn't listen to this. I might tell her to. She doesn't, which <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with. She's the one who took the video. I mean, like, I'm I'm like not... we're talking shit all about you, Amanda. And actually, she when she heard this back, she's like, "That's exactly how I sound." Because, because, because if he like talks back, he'll be like, first of all, we don't talk to like daddy like that or whatever." So that's he's. I mean, he's like, first of all, he's learning it. Oh my god, it's hilarious. <laughs> he's a riot. Oh my god, yeah. My my stepkids are 21 and t- one will be 25. So one's going to be 22 and one's going to be 25 and I've known yeah. them since they were 10 and 13 and it has been such an interesting situation. <laughs> like teenagers. I got yep. the teen I got the teenagers that I definitely deserved as the teenager that I was. <laughs> and anytime like I'd be like, "Oh my god, mom." She would be like, "Mhm." Yep. Talk, like so like, yeah. right. I didn't have anybody to talk to about when you were doing that. <laughs> Diet don't work. <clears throat> <laughs> oh my God. Well, you let me know when your kid says, I'm the son of Johnny Weekender. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it sucks. Like, so I, I feel like I've done all these cool things. Hopefully like I'll continue doing cool things, but I, uh, my last day at the radio stations was, Today, this is recording is Monday, February first. My, my last day was Friday the 29th. And I always I, I always knew that like that point of my life would end by the time he like understood what I did. Right. Um, but yeah, so that that ended. I uh I took a new job that I start on uh, Wednesday. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um Are you gonna but, spill the beans or is it a secret? No, I, I Axel Rad screen printing. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm excited. That's great. Good for you. Good. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like, you know, it's, it won't be media, which is, it scares me because it's not media and it's all I've known for years, but it's going to be awesome. Um, And you've worked with them. I mean, I remember you working with them when I was still at the paper. So like it's, yeah. And like, it's not, it's always good to dip your toe somewhere else and kind of try something else. And Media, you're still going to be in media because you're doing a podcast. I'm so. doing this, right? So yeah. yeah. So hopefully, I can continue doing this and be relevant. And my my kid one day can say, "Oh yeah, my dad's so this or that, whatever." But yeah, and who knows? Because in five years, you could be doing something even more. Who knows? Bigger, you know. So who knows? Yeah. One just, foot at a time, bud. I just I, I wish like because like you said like you know we're we're backstage and we're side stage <laughs> and we're on the party decks and we're doing this and we're doing that and it's cool it's a, it's a cool you know yeah. I, you know whether it's a, a sibling you're kind of introducing that life to or uh, you know stepdaughter stepson or your own yeah. son like it's really it's a cool experience to to aid yeah. to give them but it's cool to kind of see them see you in that kind of like light right yeah yeah no i mean it definitely was like this is cool. And like, I mean, they got into like Tiger's Jaw. Like they both love Tiger's Jaw and like the Menzingers and stuff like that. And it was just like, oh my God. Like I introduced these kids to these bands that they still listen to. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh. Like that was really, really cool. Cause it was really important to be able to connect with them on something. And like, sure. we would just listen to this music in the car and it was like, you know, and like now they're their own little humans, human <laughs> adults, which is so weird. Yeah. No kidding. Jesus. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, <laughs> well thanks for doing this yeah, yeah absolutely um, hopefully i can a long time. <laughs> take a piece together this audio and, and video uh well not me i have uh 
a good friend. I got a guy. Justin <laughs> from IR Development who helps me out with this stuff. But nice. yeah, I had some technical difficulties. My computer froze. So <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's a it never tundra. My first it's time. me. It's me. That's why. It's the first time we've talked in nine years. So yeah. why wouldn't it be exactly. awkward and weird? <laughs> well, Nikki, like I said, I'm so happy that you're happy. Uh, I'm so happy for you and Tom. I'm happy for you and your career. Thank you. And uh, hopefully it's not another nine years before we talk. No, 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 it won't be. I think the floodgates are open and we're going to have to, that don't work a lot more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm really happy for you too, Johnny. I'm really happy with you for you and Amanda and the baby. Thank you. Have a great night, bud. You too. Enjoy shuffling. (laughs) Oh yeah. I can't wait. (laughs) Thanks. Bye.